you've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. Indeed it is, indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful White Hall Drive here in lovely Kinston, North Carolina. Today is Monday, February the 26th in the year of the Lord, 2024. This is episode 1030, 1030 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, while they'll be joining me for a very lively edition of the birthday game at the end of our second hour today. And let me tell you something. We have a great show for you today, man. Coming off a great weekend of sports. I mean, locally, regionally, nationally, it's, it's just hard. It is honestly hard to get better, hard to get better than what we had this past weekend with the freedom classic in town, ECU baseball up at Clark LeClaire taking on UNC. The big NASCAR race yesterday, ACC basketball over the weekend. Whew, I just don't even know what to ECU softball. Listen, I am, I am going to bang the drum for them. They are now 16 and one ECU softball, 16 and one. It's hard to get better than that. The only thing better than 16 and one is 17 and oh, man, I'm telling you, we're just surrounded by some great sports on top of all that. High school basketball playoffs begin today or begin tomorrow. Spring sports in high school begin today. I mean, I'm telling you guys, uh, we're living in the good old days right now. Okay, what was it the guy from the office said? I wish we knew when we were living in the good old days. Well, guess what? You're living in right now when it comes to sports in our neck of the woods. That's for doggone sure. So let me tell you about today's show. Uh, we've got a great one for you today. Joining us on our Spence Automotive guest line in less than 30 minutes from right now. He is our regular Monday guest. He's the host of The Drive with Mark Panicelli. He's also the dean of ENC Sports Talk host. Why, it's my good friend Mark Panicelli. Got to tell you, as I was just telling you, all that great stuff that happened, uh, man, we're going to talk court storming. I have a solution. Yes, I'm teasing you for that. You're going to want to stay tuned for that because I can't wait to get Panicelli up here on the line because I have a solution. You will never, with my solution, I promise you, you will never see another court storming one more time. And no, it doesn't include armed guards on the court or anything like that. Nothing silly like that. But no, I have a solution for you that I promise you there will never be another court storming in the history of uh, college basketball. Uh, if you institute my new rule, I'll tell you about that. Yeah, How's that for a, a classic ESPN or four-letter or whatever sports talk trope uh, to, to get you to hang on? But I promise you, I have a solution that it will never Ever, 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 ever happen again. We'll talk about that with Mark. We'll talk about yesterday's exciting uh, race in Atlanta. Man, <sighs> Mr. Clemens, I'll talk about it because I, I'm a fair and even-handed sports talk host or radio show host. Man, my Cavaliers, they are bad. And uh, Mr. Clemens and I were messaging and a couple other people messaging too 
On Saturday during that game when I got back from the Freedom Classic and uh, got to watch that travesty of a, a basketball game up in Charlottesville, uh, man, I, I'll, I'll tease you with this. Not as good a tease as the, my anti-court storming thing, but I'll tell you this. Uh, my Cavaliers are not that good. They're probably, I would put it down, they're probably the worst 20-win team in college basketball right now. I know Joe Lenardi and the other talking heads have the Cavaliers in the NCAA tournament, and I, I'm, not, I, I'm now online with, I'm not so sure they deserve it. Guys, they had eight points against Carolina through 18 minutes of the first half. Eight points in 18 minutes. And listen, it's not like Carolina is this big uh, defensive uh, team. They're not. And for Virginia to just look as bad as they did against uh, against Carolina. And, man, it's a big week for them. I mean, it's a big week for everybody in the ACC right now as, uh, as we're going down the home stretch. Everybody's got three or four games left. In college basketball, before the conference tournaments begin, it's uh, it's uh, Virginia's got to get this stuff turned around here, and they got Boston College coming up, which I'd like to think they'll win that, but who knows? But then Duke, they're gonna get just shammered by Duke. Uh, it's a frustrating time, man. But hey, we're gonna talk ACC basketball. We're gonna talk about just a bunch of stuff with our good friend Mark Panicelli. That, like I said, is coming up in less than thirty minutes, right here on. Uh, <laughs> on the bright. Thank you, Mr. Clemens. You did make me feel a little bit better. Mr. Clemens sends me a message right now and says, uh, want to trade coaches? Uh, no, I mean, and I like Kevin Keats. Don't get it twisted. I, you know, as everybody knows here. And of course, Mr. Clemens knows I'm a, I'm a pretty big Kevin Keats fan. Who was it? I was talking to this weekend out at the freedom classic and Kevin Keats came up and they were talking about what a great coach he was. And I was like, do you know a guy named Greg Clemens? And they said no, and I said, well, you, you need to talk to him about Kevin Keats. But uh, listen, unapologetically, man, I, I like Kevin Keats. But no, I won't trade coaches because I believe we've got the – I think we've got one of the best three coaches in America. I just don't think we've got the talent. Listen, Virginia, we're not going to get the one and dones because that's not what we do in uh, in Charlottesville. I mean, we're not going to – you know, and we're not as active as I think we need to be in the in the transfer portal. But we play a very specific – you know what? Listen, this is not going to turn into a Virginia show. And I know uh, <laughs> folks that are listening right now rolling their eyes going, hey, wait a minute. Let's talk about State and Carolina and Duke and all this other stuff. Why are you talking about Virginia basketball? Because it's near and dear to my heart, okay? And my heart is broken pretty much every – almost every game by my Cavahoos. But it is what it is. But, no, Mr. Clemens, I do not want to trade coaches, okay? Uh, listen, uh, like I said, Mark Panicelli joining us here in our first hour. Our second hour, we have a couple of great guests. Listen, it's Monday, and I know you're going to get a little bit confused because we usually do TGIF with IP on uh, Fridays. However, this past Friday, we were just so piled up with coaches from uh, with the uh, Air Force baseball coach, Mike Keselowski, live here in our studio with a uh, Navy coach, uh, Chuck Rostano, uh, live on our uh, uh, Spence Automotive guest line. I think we had seven guests on Friday's show. And uh, unfortunately, uh, we had to move uh, TGIF with IP to today. But we're going to be talking to uh, Isaac Parson live from Baltimore, Maryland, uh, at the CIAA tournament. <laughs> Man, why is everybody being so mean to me right now? Mr. Dawson sends me, uh, Forrest Dawson sends me, what was the over-under in Virginia scoring 15 in the first half? <sighs> 
I, I don't know. I don't know, Mr. Dawson. I, 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 th- I don't even know what the over-under is. I know it's neat. You know, you see like a, a – and I guess I'm getting off task here for a second, but it is what it is. Mis- blame it on Mr. Dawson. He said squirrel, and it caught my attention, my ADHD attention somewhere else. But, yeah, Virginia only scored 15 points in the first half against Carolina. But the seven of those points were in the final two minutes of the first half. They only had eight through the first 18 minutes. But anyway, anyway, what is neat about looking at a Virginia over-under is uh, <laughs> it's always, it's almost always, not always, but it's either low 100s or high double digits. I mean, like you see Carolinas, and there is like 142 and a half when Carolina and Duke plays, probably more than that, probably 150 or something. Uh, even state playing somebody is probably 130. Virginia, it's like 105, or it's uh, I've even seen it as low as 98 or 99. I mean, Virginia will they'll slow a game down for you. I'll tell you that. But uh, Mr. Dawson, that was kind of cruel. Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, I'd I'd like to think the over under for uh, Virginia scoring 15 in the first half against Carolina that at least they expected we were going to score 24 or 25. Uh, ugh, ugh. Good God, man. It's it's hard being a Virginia fan. I know Mr. Clemens, I I don't have anything to complain about. We've got the that night that that uh, national title in uh twenty nineteen that I can uh take my shirt off and look at my tattoo and go, Yeah. I can go in my man cave, see the championship banner in there and go, Yeah, but man, it's hard. Okay, you guys gotta give I gotta quit talking about Virginia. We gotta talk about all this other stuff. Like I said, Isaac Parson gonna be joining us to kick off our second hour. Uh, TGIF with IP, but I guess we'll call it, thank God it's Monday, TGIM with IP. It's, uh, he's in Baltimore right now for the CIAA tournament. We'll get to uh, what they did over the weekend. You talk about a team that is on a roll at the right time. It's the Winston-Salem State Rams with Isaac Parson. Man, he got a, a very prestigious award. I can tell you this because you may not be able to join us in our second hour. He was named, uh, for, he was named all CIAA last night. In Baltimore, congratulations to IP for that. Uh, his teammate, uh, Jalen Austin, was named the CIAA MVP. Amaji Dodd from Green Central was named the CIAA Defensive Player of the Year. So I'm telling you, uh, some great things going on right now. Uh, we've not even had a chance to talk to IP yet about uh, the All-Star game, about the big win over Virginia Union and the All-Star weekend in Indianapolis. Uh, we've got a lot to talk to uh, IP about when we uh, hit the second hour. That's just our first guest in the second hour. Joining us uh, about 20 minutes or so, or maybe 15, 20 minutes or so into our second hour is going to be the head coach of the Kinston High School girls basketball team, Christopher Bradshaw. His Vikings start the 2024 state playoffs at West Craven tomorrow. We'll get the scouting report and preview for that game. Uh, I got to tell you, I think they've got a pretty good chance to win that game tomorrow night, too. Very excited for uh, Kenson. It's going to be in Vanceboro at Mark Panicelli's alma mater, the West Craven uh, Eagles. Yeah, I think they're the Eagles. Anyway, so we'll talk to uh, Coach Bradshaw about that in our second hour. So there you go. Mark Panicelli here in our first hour. Isaac Parson, Christopher Bradshaw in our second hour. And then a, a really fun birthday game. So uh, before you know it, this Monday, February 26th edition of the Brian Hank Show will be over, and you'll be going, man, I can't wait till tomorrow at 7 a.m. So there you go. Hey, uh, listen, thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Lenore Community College. They are the title sponsor of Ye Old Brian Hank Show. For, six, for more than 65 years now, LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission 
is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you, my friend, can change your life today. Thank you, Richie Honeycutt. Thank you, Dr. Rusty Hunt. Uh, just all the folks over at Lenore Community College for being the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show. Really do truly appreciate them for uh, being on board with us since day one. I'd like to thank the rest of our day one sponsors that have been with us here on the Brian Hanks Show. UNC Lenore Healthcare. You'll hear from them when we talk to Christopher Bradshaw in our second hour. They are the exclusive sponsor of the big interview. GoEco Technology Service Provider, uh, who's been with us since day one. Uh, Jacques Passeleg. And GoEco, they are the sponsor of our birthday game, which you'll hear in the second hour. Thank you to Spence Automotive, the uh, sponsor of our guest line. All three of our guests today are going to be, uh, we'll be talking to them on our Spence Automotive guest line. Uh, really thankful to him. Another day one sponsor, along with Woodman Life. Uh, very much appreciate Danny Rice, Jared Edwards, and Woodman Life. And then Arundel Parrot Academy. Again, all six of those have been with us since we started the show back in 2019. Uh, every single episode, and we really do truly appreciate them. And then all our other sponsors, too, that are just so good to us that bring you uh, Friday night uh, football during the fall who bring you basketball. Hopefully, uh, I haven't heard from Jason Bryant yet. I know they weren't able to do the uh, game this past Friday night, uh, but hopefully we'll get to hear Harlan and Barry and Jason one more time this year, hopefully tomorrow night for the state playoffs. That would actually be uh, pretty doggone cool. Or maybe even Friday night uh, as if we have a team make it to the second round of the state playoffs. But, uh, man, all our other uh, sponsors that help bring you Friday Night Football, the Brian Hanks Show, uh, f uh, basketball here on BetOnTheBull.com. Uh, those are Down East Protection Systems, King's Restaurant, the Kinston Police Department, Davis Wholesale Tire, Mills International, Real Low Discount Drugs, Lenore County Public Schools, Lenore Tire and Appliance, and Down East Wood Ducks, which, by the way, uh, I've said it a time or two here on the show, uh, how about this? The Brian Hanks show is going to be the, uh, is the proud sponsor of all strikeouts of uh, opponent strikeouts this season for every game this year, all 70 home games this year for the Down East Wood Ducks. So when you hear, uh, uh, when, when you see a strikeout, uh, the, the Brian Hanks show will bring you that out at historic Granger Stadium with the Down East Wood Ducks. Okay. Uh, man, the freedom classic was this weekend and it was amazing. The crowds on Saturday and Sunday were something else, man. Now, I couldn't be there Friday night. I did the uh, uh, East Central 2A championship games. Uh, that Southwest Onslow, by the way, congratulations to the Stallions of Southwest Onslow who swept both the boys and the girls uh, conference tournament championships uh, this past Friday night over at Viking Gym. Uh, but I wasn't able to go Friday night, but it was, uh, it was rainy. I heard there was about five or 600 people there. Man, I'm telling you, that was not the case on Saturday and Sunday. The biggest crowds we've had in the history of the Freedom Classic. Uh, I think we all together, I think we had about 2,500 fans on uh, Saturday and a, a shade over 2,000 fans at yesterday's game. So all together, uh, right at about uh, 6,000 fans altogether, or 5,000. I'm, I'm not good at math, Mr. Clemens, but uh, a very good weekend for, uh, for the Freedom Classic. Uh, man. Uh, it was all air force air force came in this year. They had never been before a sweep in the history of the freedom classic. Guess what? We got one this year 
Air Force came in and swept Navy uh, three games to none by a margin of 21 to three. It was seven to one on uh, seven to one Friday night. Air Force won. Then it was a 10 to nothing seven inning game on Saturday. And then yesterday, four to two. But I got to tell you, Navy, Navy hung in it yesterday. Uh, in fact, until the seventh inning, it was a one to one game. And uh, Air Force blew it open with a three run, uh, three runs in the seventh inning. End up winning that game four to two. But congratulations to uh, Air Force Navy. And listen, congratulations to you, Ken. There are a lot of folks who uh, listen to this show who were at the game yesterday. And heck, on Saturday too. I didn't get to talk to a lot of people Saturday, but I got to talk to a lot of y'all out there yesterday. And I'm telling you, uh, man, just great crowds. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Kinston and Lenora County for coming out and supporting the Freedom Classic. Uh, I'm hopeful and I don't really have a lot of doubt. I'm hopeful. I, I know with the new coach at Navy, there was some speculation. This might be the last one, or we might have different teams coming in. Or we're definitely going to have air force every year. I'm telling you, they love it. But from everything I've heard and I, I have inside sources, <laughs> but Navy was very impressed with the weekend too. And I think we're, we're going to have them back for years to come. And I hope it just continues on every year. But thank you, Lenore County. Thank you, Air Force and Navy. Thank you, all the veterans who were out there, too. It was just an amazing, amazing weekend with Air Force and Navy out at uh, the Freedom Classic this past weekend. Uh, real quick, registration still open for the WRNS St. Jude Golf Classic. Uh, WR, go to WRNS.com. Uh, now, I think the field is full of players, but if you would like to sponsor it, uh, give my boy Jason Bryant a uh, a a visit, uh, you can give him a call. I've got that number right here. Call him at 252-639-7900, and uh, you can be a sponsor for the WRNS uh, St. Jude Classic, which will be taking place Saturday, March 9th at Cutter Creek. LCC men's basketball. Man, I sent a message this morning to uh, evidently Fayetteville Tech uh, had some forfeits because not only did it affect Lenore Community College, but it also affected Pitt Community College. I was looking up their record for uh, Dante Ellis and uh, evidently uh, they had some uh, – I don't know what the deal is. I was about to say illegal players, but who knows what the heck's going on over at Fayetteville Tech. But what this means is uh, that game that was on uh, – you know what? I, he has not answered my text yet. But they lost to Fayetteville Tech earlier this season, 67-60. to 60. That has been changed to a forfeit win for LCC. They are now 16-9 and nine overall. They're 14 and 6 in Region 10, and they won at Guilford Tech on Saturday, 105 to 91. However, their game at Cleveland Community College uh, has not been uh, put on their website yet. So they could be 17 and 9. They could be 16 and 10, but we'll find out from uh, uh, Coach Grantham whenever he gets back with me. And if he does it during the show today, and I hope he does, then I will stop whatever I'm doing at that moment and update you on it. Listen, the regular season ends for the Lancers Wednesday at Pitt Community College at 7 o'clock, and Linda and I are going to do our best to be out there for that game. But, uh, man, a good – good. I don't know what they did at Cleveland yesterday, but, again, a big win on Saturday at Guilford Tech. How about the LCC baseball team? Uh, they are now 8-4 and four overall. They won two out of three games this weekend against Fayetteville Tech. They won Saturday 14-2, to uh, and then they had a doubleheader yesterday. They lost 8-1 to one in game one of yesterday's doubleheader. But they won the second game 11 to 1, and that was in five innings. So, 8 and 4 LCC is right now. They play at the North Carolina Wesleyan JVs today at 3. And then uh, this weekend is going to be a busy weekend out at uh, his Historic Granger Stadium. At Historic Lancers Field. How's that? Uh, they're going to be taking on Potomac State 
for uh, four games this weekend, two doubleheaders Saturday and Sunday. Saturday begins at noon and then Sunday at 11 a.m. I've got, uh, and I'll get to it here in a second, I've got ECU responsibilities this weekend, but I'm going to try to get out there Saturday and watch a little, uh, watch, watch some good Lancers baseball. Uh, Potomac State. Uh, you know what? I'm going to wait till I get Mark Panicelli on here. And don't look it up, uh, Mark, but I'm going to see if he knows where Potomac State is in uh, junior college uh, baseball. But again, eight and four LCC is and uh, play today. And then this weekend, four games in two days. The ECU men's basketball team, they saw their three-game winning streak come to a, to a screech Saturday at Rice and, uh, in, a, I put, in, a, in an embarrassing 70-52 to 52 loss. R.J. Felton was the only Pirate in double-figure scoring with 15. Uh, they are at home Thursday versus Memphis at 7 o'clock. That'll be on ESPNU. And then they're at Texas State Sunday at 3. But uh, ECU men's basketball now 14-13 and 13 overall, 7-7. Seven and seven in the American. Uh, how about a uh, talk about a reversal of fortune The ECU women's basketball team had uh, their three game losing streak snapped with a 74 to 64 win at SMU on Saturday, three pirates scored in double figures led by the great Danae McNeil. She is just awesome. She had 22 points. Amaya Joyner from Farville central. She had 15 points and Tatiana Weiss had 11, uh, the ECU women's basketball team now 15 and 11 overall. Eight and seven in the American Conference. They are at North Texas tomorrow, Tuesday at seven thirty, and then they are home versus Temple Sunday at two. The ECU baseball team, man, what a weekend! What a fun weekend for them. We talked about the Freedom Classic, and it was just awesome. How about ECU baseball this weekend? They won two out of three with the uh, with uh, UNC over the weekend. They dropped a, a close two to one loss in Chapel Hill on Friday. They won 7-4 to four in Fayetteville on Saturday. And then how about yesterday? They walked off against the Tar Heels 10-9 to nine at Clark LeClaire Stadium in front of the biggest crowd in Clark LeClaire history, 6,017 fans, including Danny Rice were at that game yesterday. He was uh, giving – we've got a little text chain, and he was keeping us all updated uh, on that. So congratulations to Danny. Congratulations to uh, ECU Baseball. Like I said, they are now 5-2. and two. Overall for the season, they are at Old Dominion tomorrow at three, and then uh, the Leclerc Classic is this weekend. And if you go out there this weekend, you'll hear me on the mic. I'll be doing four of the uh, what I guess there's six games out there this weekend. Is that right? Uh, however, I'll be doing four of the games. I'll be there all day on Friday, all day on Sunday. Uh, they play Purdue Friday at four thirty, Cal State Fullerton Saturday at three thirty, and then Southeastern Louisiana Sunday at one. Like I said, I'm very, uh, very honored, very blessed to be on the PA mic for those. And I got to give uh, my boy Graham Hill some credit too. He was on the mic yesterday for that uh, ECU game. Uh, from everything I hear, did just a fantastic job. He called me on the way home uh, yesterday uh, and was just giddy. I mean, as you are, I, I, I mean, you, you think it's fun as a fan, and it is. It, it's awfully fun to be out there at uh, Clark LeClaire as a fan. Let me tell you something. It is as much fun to be on a PA mic, especially for a good game. And he got that 10 to nine victory over Carolina yesterday for ECU. And, uh, it was just good, man. He, he kind of reminded me of myself when I was a little bit younger and, uh, you know, getting done with the game and you're just buzzing. I bet he, he probably didn't even go to bed last night. He was buzzing so hard off that victory last night. But, uh, again, uh, ECU baseball, congratulations to them. How about ECU softball? I talked about them earlier. <coughs> They are now 16 and one 
That's right. 16 and one overall, the, uh, pirate softball team. Uh, they, they swept past Towson Ryder and NC central. Uh, now they got a big game coming up, uh, this Wednesday night, they are home versus NC state Wednesday four. And I tell you what, Linda, we may have to do a double header there. I kind of want to go see them play. And I don't know. I think I've tried to tell you this before. You know, I do ECU softball too. They're free to game to get into an ECU softball game. It is absolutely free. And guess what? They're taking on Greg Clemens's NC state Wolfpack on, uh, on Wednesday at 4 PM. So Linda, how about this? Wednesday at 4 p.m., we'll go to Greenville. We'll watch that game. Maybe we'll pick us up something to eat, uh, and then we'll go to Winterville and watch LCC take on uh, Pitt Community College in basketball. I think that that's a fun Wednesday night, if you ask me. Uh, so we'll, we'll we'll see what she says to that, and I'll let you know. But I think uh, I think it's going to be a ECU softball and uh, LCC basketball doubleheader for us on Wednesday. Uh, again, ECU softball, 16 one overall, they play NC state at home Wednesday at four o'clock. And then they have another, uh, invitational this weekend, the purple gold invitational. It begins Friday, uh, Appalachian state, St. Joseph's and Youngstown state are a part of it. Uh, they, uh, play versus ASU and YSU Friday, beginning at three o'clock, uh, ECU does. So it's going to be a busy freaking weekend out at ECU, uh, this weekend between baseball, softball and uh basketball i mean it's just gonna be a crazy weekend out there how about the carolina hurricanes uh they lost two to one at home versus dallas saturday and then they lost three to two in a shootout at buffalo yesterday however they did get one point from that but uh they're fading a little bit they're right now tied for fourth in the uh, eastern conference with toronto i believe they've got the tiebreaker right now but i tell you what for, there's a big difference between fourth place and fifth place uh uh, ECU plays first on, uh, Wednesday, Linda. <laughs> yes. Uh, I have to answer all my text messages as they come through the Carolina hurricanes are now 34, 18 and six. They have 74 points or seven points behind Jacques pass legs, New York Rangers and the Met- metropolitan. Like I said, though, they're tied for fourth in the Eastern conference. That's a big deal because that means, uh, fourth and fifth place determines who gets that first round, uh, home court or home ice advantage in the first round. Uh, man, high school basketball, uh, the basketball playoffs begin tomorrow. Uh, the Kinston boys, they will be at home. They got the 16th seed, uh, and they will be at home versus 17th seed in Northeastern tomorrow at seven o'clock. I'll be on the mic for that game for you. How about this? The winner of that game tomorrow will travel to play, uh, Farmville central. Yeah. The 21st seeded girls of Kinston high school. They play a 12th seeded West Craven. Tuesday at seven, and we will talk to uh, Christopher Bradshaw about that in our second hour. North Lenore, and yes, NCHSAA Lenore is spelled L-E-N-O-I-R. Just so so upset with the NCHSAA. If you follow me on Twitter or on Facebook, uh, they couldn't spell Lenore right. They messed up requirements, which I'll give you that one. That's kind of tough. They misspelled Lincoln in Lincoln County. Uh, I put a little post up on Saturday just, you know, saying, hey, quit disrespecting North Nor and South Nor. Couldn't even spell the school, but the name right, Lenore County, right? And uh, it's still wrong. As of this morning, uh, when I was doing my pregame or pre-show uh, prep, still, here we are, what, 36 hours later, more than that, uh, almost two days later, and they still have it wrong. So uh, congratulations, NCHSAA. You know, you're supposed to be uh, the bastions of, uh, ed- of student athletes and education in the state of North Carolina. Just, uh, just man, the NCHSAA, 
I want, there are things I want to say, and one day I will. I'm just so disgusted with uh, just the direction of it and just the way they've gone and all that. But you know what? That's a conversation for another day. Uh, but North and Or, girls, they are, got the 26th seed. They will play at number seven, Northeastern, tomorrow at 7 o'clock. South and Or, uh, well, I guess I should say the North and Or boys did not make the playoffs. The South and Or boys did not make the playoffs. The girls did, though. Congratulations to them. I was a little bit surprised, but uh, they got the 31st seed. Their reward for that, they get to travel to Jacksonville to take on number two, Southwest Onslow. That game will be Tuesday at 6 o'clock. Parrot Academy, their season's complete. Bethel Academy, their season's complete. Green Central, both the boys and the girls made the playoffs. Congratulations to our friends over in Snow Hill. The boys got the 29 seed. They will be at number four, Pittsburgh Northwood, tomorrow at 730. The, tw- the girls got the 27th seed, and they will play at number six, East Carteret. Mr. Clemens, how about that? The Green Central girls at East Carteret uh, Tuesday at 5 o'clock. Aiden Grifton, uh, the Boys got the number 32 seed. I did not think they were going to make the uh, playoffs. They did make the playoffs, and uh, they got the 32nd seed. Their reward, they get to play at number one, Farmville Central, tomorrow at 7 o'clock. The Aiden Griffin girls did not make the playoffs. Uh, Jones Senior boys or girls, neither one made the playoffs either. Real quick here, because we're already 30 minutes in, uh, hometown heroes, and, man, we had a bunch of them this weekend. You'll hear from Isaac Parson in our second hour. But IP, Jeremy Dixon, and Amaji Dodd of Winston-Salem State, they improved to 19-8 and eight overall, 13-5 and five in the CIAA. They won at Livingston Saturday, uh, 77-57. IP had 10 points, 4 rebounds, 6 assists, and 2 steals in 34 minutes. He, that, that kid stuffs a, a score sheet every single game. Uh, Amaji had 8.7 rebounds and a block shot in 30 minutes. And how about Jeremy Dixon, man? A great game for him. He came off the bench. He only played eight. Well, he played 18 minutes, but he scored 12 points in 18 minutes. That's just amazing. 12 points, two rebounds and an assist in 18 minutes. Uh, they all three, they're up at the, uh, CIAA tournament in Baltimore. Uh, like I said, that's what we'll be talking to, uh, IP, uh, live to kick off our second hour. Uh, their first game, and now they have a first round bye, but their first game is Wednesday at 10 a.m. And that'll be against the winner of St. Augustine's and Bluefield State. If they win that game, they will take on Fayetteville State in the uh, second or in the semifinals of CIAA. I got to tell you, I wish, I wish I didn't have uh, my. Uh, uh, ECU responsibilities this weekend, which I, I can't say that I, I love working out at ECU, but man, I'd love to be up in Baltimore for the CIAA tournament. That's going to be amazing, especially if it ends up being uh, Fayetteville state versus uh, Winston-Salem state in the semifinals. How awesome would that be? Okay. Brandon Ingram and the new Orleans Pelicans. Now he did not play in Friday's loss, uh, due to an illness, uh, on, uh, on Saturday or I'm sorry on Friday, but he did play in yesterday's 114 to 106 loss to uh, Chicago. He had 22 points, three rebounds, six assists, three steals, and a block shot in 39 minutes. Uh, Brandon did for the Pelicans. They are still in first place in the Southwest Division. Uh, they are at New York tomorrow, at Indiana Wednesday. That game will be on ESPN, and they're home versus Indiana on Friday. Reggie Bullock Jr. and the Houston Rockets, uh, they split. They uh, won one game, lost one game. And, uh, but he was DNP CD for both games. Did not play coach's decision for both games. Damian Dunn in the third rank Houston Cougars. Uh, they are now 24 and three overall 11 and three in the big 12. They won at number 12 Baylor Saturday, 82 to 76 in overtime. 
Uh, Damian had three points, one rebound and two steals in 13 minutes coming off the bench. They are home versus Cincinnati uh, tomorrow at 7. That game will be on ESPN2. And then they're at Oklahoma Saturday at 8. That is also on ESPN2. Dontrez Styles in Georgetown. Uh, finally, they snapped an 11-game losing streak. Congratulations to Trez and the Hoyas. They won at DePaul Saturday, 77-76. Uh, to 76. Trez uh, was in foul trouble pretty much the whole game. In fact, he ended up fouling out. He only played 20 minutes, but he had 12 points and three rebounds in that game. So congratulations again. It's, it's been a tough season for him. Very happy for him, though, because uh, he is, he's getting that PT. He is really showing what he can do and very, very, like I said, proud of him. But, uh, they again, snapped an 11-game uh, losing streak. They are at Villanova tomorrow at 6.30. That game will be on FS1. Then they're home versus Xavier uh, Saturday at 7.30. That game is also on FS1. Tough season continues for Vanderbilt and Jerry Stackhouse. They're now 7-20 and overall, 2-12. and They lost at Florida Saturday, 77-64. They are at... Uh, at Arkansas tomorrow at 9, then home versus LSU Saturday at 3.30. Uh, former North North star Ashanti Lynch, she of, Mar- of Maryland Eastern Shore, they won at North Carolina Central Saturday, 71-64. to 64. She played 12 minutes. She had a rebound and a steal. Uh, Virginia Edmondson and Montreat College, they uh, are off until this Thursday when they begin the Appalachian Athletic Conference Tournament. Uh, they'll take on Milligan Thursday in the conference tournament. So there you go. Uh, joining us, whew, hey, Panicelli, I've been talking for 33 straight minutes, man. I think I took one breath, okay? <laughs> Good job. I mean, this is this is why you earn the big bucks and why you are the number one show in all of uh, – I wish I could pronounce how the NCHAA spells it. <laughs> Lenoir County? Lenoir. Uh, yeah. Lenoir County. You have the number one show in Lenoir County. I love it. That's, that's what I'm going to start calling it. <laughs> North Lenoir County. According to the NCHSA. Dude, thank you. Sure. You've given me another uh you've given me another uh little bit here. I love it. Dude, let's start off with that. We've got God, dude, we've got so much to talk about in the next yes, 25 or 30 minutes. Let's derail it. I was going to say, let's just debate the Oxford comma. Let's do that. Uh, oh, dude. Right no, no, no. Bed. I have no. Dude. I had, Are you doing that because you're messing with me or because you're just pulling it out of the air? Because, dude, I have very strong opinions about the Oxford comma. That is no really? joke. Oh, dude. Really? You know, dude, I was an editor for what? from For 15 thinking, years, dude. I was, I was wondering that when I, you know, because I, I saw the, the post. And, and I always wonder that because, again, <laughs> Um, and I've written either one, and I know I couldn't. If I ever wrote for Brian Hanks, there'd be a lot of meetings with, with Brian talking to me by hey, grammar. Let me but, ask you. No, no, no. I'm interrupting <laughs> you, dude. But my listen, the Oxford comma is a travesty in the English language. Okay, it I should, think so too. It should I, never I, I, be used. I think it is way pretentious. The and yep. implies the pause. You Oxford comma. Nazis. We can call them Nazis. <laughs> Dude, let me tell you something. And you can ask anybody that worked in my newsroom, man. I mean, and I got it from, uh, uh, I guess I got it from Drew Loftus. He was just, he was as anal about it as I was. And, uh, dude, I'm telling you, 
I, this is not a joke. I had a guy Ooh. named, uh, oh my gosh, well, Wes Brown. He's about a 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six guy, really nice guy, but he was my crime reporter when he worked for me. And he was okay. just, he was as pro-Oxford comma as I am anti-Oxford comma. Dude, <laughs> if you think I'm joking, ask, uh, well, you know, ask Junius or Noah or anybody in my newsroom. It got to where if he turned in copy that had an Oxford comment and I would mark it, I would make him run 10 laps around the newsroom, dude. That is not a joke. <laughs> that is great. That is great. And, I, I wondered, you know, in my mental checklist of things that I'm like arranging to, to talk about, and I thought, should I bring up Oxford comma? <laughs> I am so grateful to have, to have discovered this. Now, maybe this didn't really appeal to a lot of the listeners. Maybe it's a little too Monday to be talking Oxford comma, but this, this really starts my day in, in the right direction. Well, so thank you, you Brian. You're, you are, you are very welcome, my friend, but yeah, dude, I am just, <laughs> I am as anti, uh, way anti Oxford comma as possible, dude. I think it's, it's you, you, I've never called it pretentious, but you're right, dude. It is pretentious. You it's completely pretentious. It's, uh, it, it's so over pretentious. As I said, <laughs> Let's not let's not get into that. Let's because it was by the way that the travesty of me bringing that up is only because you mentioned this at the start of your show. This was one of the greatest, you know, as I I use the phrase sports theater. This was one of the great sports theater weekends for us. Uh, ACC basketball, the ECU North Carolina game, uh, and that 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 walk off and the photo finish at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Just a phenomenal weekend. So okay. where where do you want to start? Well, with that? let me just say this on top of it too, and I know it didn't really affect your neck of the woods that much, but dude, the Freedom Classic here in Kinston was just amazing. I didn't get to go to Friday night's game. There really wasn't a lot of fans out there, from what I understand, because of the rain. But I'm telling you, dude, Saturday and Sunday, uh, we had uh, what a twenty five hundred, more than twenty five hundred fans out there uh, Saturday, and then uh, more than two thousand yesterday. Just a great weekend, dude. But I've already talked about that, and you weren't there. I want to talk about the stuff you and I can talk about. But I want to start talk about pretentious. Here's what bothers me. And, to, and, and Mark, and, and this is not a bit. I trust you, and I appreciate you. You will tell me if I'm going overboard or if I'm being a butthole here or whatever, dude. But it totally teased me off that the North Carolina High School Athletic Association disrespect its, disrespects its member institutions so much that they spell North Lenore and South Lenore wrong on the standings. Dude, and I pointed it out, and even whoever took over for James Alverson, and I don't even know, I don't even really care anymore. Whoever is the uh, uh, the media relations guy now for uh, uh, for the NCHSAA got on there and said, listen, there's no disrespect. It was just a typo. But then, dude, I don't know if you noticed or not, so I put that up there. And then, dude, everybody from across the state started pointing out all the other misspellings that I just didn't even catch because I was so focused on Lenore. Dude, they misspelled Lincoln L without the second L. They misspelled Perquimans, which I guess if there's one that I would give them a little bit of, uh, <laughs> a little bit of, uh, uh, what would you say? A little bit of relief for Perquimans is a hard, that's like a Chocowinity, okay? That's a, that's a hard one to spell. <laughs> but... Dude, and there were six misspellings in the brackets, dude. And they care so little, the NCHSAA does. It's still, as of when I was doing my show prep this morning, you know, I've been up since five. It still hasn't been corrected yet, even though 
the guy said, oh, it'll be fixed as soon as possible. I don't know what his definition of as soon as possible is, Mark Panicelli, but uh, as we're you and I are talking live here at 7.39 on Monday morning, what, we're 40 hours since it happened, and they still haven't fixed it yet. Dude, I – Am I being too much? Am I being, I don't know. Maybe it is the, the editor and me or whatever, but Mark, I swear to God, this really, really it's <laughs> to me, it's disrespectful of your member institutions. Right. Can you imagine the NCAA releasing a bracket and it having six misspellings in it? I, it wouldn't, I'm telling you. And I know the excuse is going or to be they made. would work to fix it immediately. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't, exactly. it wouldn't stand. Dude, and you know what? And he probably is a guy. And what I know, I know, I'll never get credentialed for anything else after this. After calling them out and whatever, but you know what? I don't care, man. I'm old now, and everybody around here knows me. Now, watch somebody will make it to the state championship, and I won't uh, be able to uh, get into it. But, uh, but, dude, <laughs> well, no, that's how they do it in Chapel Hill, man. I mean, you talk to these coaches who, uh, you know, everybody's scared to say anything negative about the NHSAA because they do. They know. They will be affected by it. But like I said, dude, I'm 55. I've been doing this for 30 years, dude, more than 30 years, 32 years. I've mm-hmm. got to the I don't care portion of my life, dude. Let them do something. My coaches love me here in this neck of the woods, and they'll they'll hook me up. But my point is, I need some – I you give me weekly therapy here on the show, Panicelli, for one thing or another, and it's going to be about Virginia coming up in a few minutes, dude. Am I, am I being way over the top about this, or should I cut them some slack? Um – well, here's here's what I'll say. Uh, uh, first off, uh, I love the the attitude, like the like the song says. I don't care. I love it. Um, so what? Yeah. What it, this particular situation, Brian? Maybe you know if you say, "Well, wow, Brian's losing it over you know some misspellings." The problem is this is just another one of these little things. See the NCHS. AA does do things sometimes. They'll do something big that's a faux pas. But quite often, it's the series of faux pas that just like it continues to gouge you. And this is what you were talking about. I think the thing that's a frustration point for you is why you're, you're already boiling over is because you're already boiled over from everything that you've had to deal with from this situation. And this is ultimately the problem. And, and I'm with you. Listen, I work with high school uh, sports and I don't want anybody to take offense to this, but I'll be completely honest. I think it's because it is not, it is run like a part-time organization and the people that work in it treat it like it's a part-time job. Now, mind you, if this were teen moms at the little league, then, then you're not going to stress if six misspellings or there's like, because again, those guys are doing it voluntarily. This is an organization that has, a lot of money in the bank from what we've discovered <laughs> and has a lot of pull on the regulations and, and everything as far as teams and, and things like that. So it's just when things like this, it's, it's a lot of examples of it seems like you don't care about, you know, dotting the I's and crossing the T's, so to speak. When you aren't a part-time organization, you aren't a team, bunch of team moms. Now, mind you, I know this is comprised of a bunch of people who already have jobs uh and now have this as well to be a part of this but you should still treat it um you know listen and here's what i've I've always said i've worked two jobs too i don't know who out there is going to that second job and treating it like it's garbage because you're going to lose that job if if you want that income you got to work that second job 
just as much as you take care of your first job. So I, I just think that's where your frustration comes from is it's the series of the NCHSA sort of, Oh, well, it's, you know, we're sorry, you know, well, Hey, give us a break. We're the, we're just, you know, we're doing the best. It's like, no, it's like, come on, you guys are a big time organization and you run the school, the state uh, sports. And, and so please just take it upon yourself to cross the T's and dot the I's because it does matter to those who put in countless hours and time to cover the sport or to, as coaches and players, be a part of it. And it's it, and on top of what you're, dude, 100% spot on. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Jason Bryant chimes in here and he says, they. this is what he says. Uh, this is sarcastic font, the first part of it, okay? He says they don't have the money to buy a spell check for their systems. Oh, wait, there's only a gazillion dollars in their endowment fund. <laughs> He's right, you know. Kind of, but you said that too. You alluded to that too. It, yeah. it, it, I guess the thing that bothers me is, you know, you and I, you, we had great relationships with Rick Strunk. I mean, who was the long time uh, guy. That would never have happened under his watch. Even uh, James Alverson, who I've had a really good relationship with, man. Uh, he this would have ate him up. And he, listen, we're all imperfect. I'm telling you this right now, Mark. If James Alverson would have made that mistake and someone would have pointed out to him, he would have, it would have ached his soul. He would have immediately changed it because, and then, uh, and then apologize for it after it wouldn't still be up almost two days later. This is what I'm going to do. And I'm saying it right here on the air, dude, every day it's up. I don't even care if it's, uh, in the summertime, <laughs> I'm going to call it out. I'm going to give daily updates on the spelling, uh, for, uh, the NSHSAA. Uh, for, with this thing until they fix it. And I don't care if they never did. Guess what? You're going to see a daily tweet about, uh, you know what, day 74. Still haven't corrected the spelling of Lenore or something like that, okay? But, but <laughs> this here, is your but, Vietnam. It this is, is your, my is Vietnam. Your <laughs> right. But here's what bothers me, dude. And I'm telling you the truth, and you know me well enough to, dude, if they had fixed it immediately, I would have taken that post down. I promise. I would have right, been. Right. I would have taken that tweet down just to say, come on, man, spell it right. Dude, I, I'm telling you, the people in Lenore County are really pissed off about it right now, uh, the uh, – Nick Harvey, who is our uh, county uh, assistant superintendent, he's number two in the county. He's also the athletics director. He retweeted it. I mean, there and he and I actually messaged back and forth. He's upset about it. I mean, it's just another thing by the NCHSA of just showing disrespect. And I don't know, man. I just again, someone points it out to you, and you say, "Oh, oh, we'll fix it as soon as possible." Here we are. 40 hours later and it's still up there. Dude, I'm wasting way too much time about that when we've got other things to talk about. I want to – It's okay. I, do you feel better or are you more angry? I'm what more did, angry. Did that work? I, I'm Dang more it. angry, which is not good. <laughs> it's should, not. It's not. I should be happy right now because I'm talking to my I know good you friend let Mark some of that out. A little pressure valve. You let some of it out. <laughs> deep breath, deep breath. Yeah, man. Good, good stuff. It's okay. Uh, okay. We're, we're going to be okay. If you were here, you'd be rubbing my shoulders right now. Well, wait a minute. Well, yeah, you would, no, right? No. no, I would not. I would not. <laughs> and by the way, I was thinking earlier when you were talking about making all these plans, I'm sure I could see Linda's eyes rolling a little bit. I'm like, hey, Wednesday night doubleheader. Yeah. Dude, but think about that. Dude, see, how about ECU softball 16 and 1, They're dude? Doing it. They are killing it. And, I mean, uh, and I want to go see them. Uh, I really do. I think that's going to be fun. Anyway, anyway, uh, listen, I do. Jason Bryant, uh, we've got breaking news here. Do you? I wish I had a breaking news sounder. You want to give me a do? 
Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Okay, How about this? I mentioned it when I, right before I brought you up about the uh, playoff schedule. How about this? The Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week will conclude tomorrow at Kenston High School as the Kenston Vikings will take on uh, Northeastern in the first round of the 2A state playoffs. Game time is 7 o'clock. Pre-game is at 6 o'clock. So thank you, Jason, for getting that to me. Uh, how about that, dude? We've got we've got one more high school basketball game we're doing this year here on 960, dude. Fantastic, man. That is awesome. And uh, I will say this. Go, go Vikings in that game. But there's another game where I heard my dear friend <laughs> Brian Hanks say, is it West Craven Eagles? Eagles? That it was not Eagles, with uh, right. it, it. It is okay. Eagles, and go, Lady Eagles, uh, in that contest <laughs> as they take on Kinston, um to start the playoffs. And good luck, really good luck to all the area teams. Some great basketball, no Newburn uh, as well. So go Bears. Uh, North Pitt girls are incredible this year. So all the teams that made it, good, best of luck, absolutely, and uh, catch the game tomorrow night. On uh, 960, the bull. <laughs> Jason, how there about that? Go. Dude, we need to start sending you a check, man. You know, I, we do. <laughs> please, yeah, please. There you go. Please, please. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, we'll have uh, Christopher Bradshaw on uh, in our second hour to preview the uh, Kenston at West Craven Eagles. The Eagles. Uh, tomorrow right. night at, uh, at West Craven High School. Okay, dude, listen, I literally have five things for us to talk about. We've not talked about one of them yet. Uh, but I, I have a, <laughs> did you hear my little, uh, my court storming thing? Uh, I have a solution to stop court storming. I'm telling you, you will never. See Can another, I guess it? Go ahead. Can I guess it? Yes, you said, please. and by the way, for people that missed it, Brian said, I have a way to solve court storming. It'll never happen uh, again. And it'll never happen again. And I was thinking in my head, I was like, what could it be? And I thought, here's what he's come up with. If you storm the floor. Your team just lost the game. Is that is, did reading, I take away your thunder? Are you reading my freaking <laughs> mind? Yes, that no, no, no. That's it exactly, dude. I think you put it out there, oh, that, dude. And I hadn't heard that anywhere, man. That, Simpatico, that was, Simpatico. When you said it, I thought, how, how do you fix that in one fell swoop? That's how you do it. And I mean, here's what I know. Here's what I know as a as a as a man who grew up with a with a uh, a sergeant, the army sergeant dad, and you being an army guy, right? Yep. I mean, you just boom. That's the kind of that, that's army justice right there. Guess what? You just lost. Boom. <laughs> so that's what I was thinking. So I thought, and I thought that's it. So and I think that is a great thing. I used to be softer on the court storming because it used to only happen in rare instances when some team that never had any business beating somebody won a game they had no business winning. But now it's like Wake Forest, you're storming the floor after beating Duke. Like, you've done this before. Like, this is not something new. Like, it may be new to the generation that's there, but this is why it's bad. And we knew this was going to happen at some point, right? That it's like, this is when this happens, we're putting the players in jeopardy. And everybody was like, nah, you guys are being crazy. When now, and now I got to stand up here and defend a Duke player. Uh, and I don't like that. So wait and wait for us. You know, come on, don't <laughs> that do that. That gives to you me. pain, doesn't and it? It hurts my heart. And I, and as much as I've cared about Wake Forest, I've been like the 
I'm in like the the loud voice of Switzerland over here cheering on Wake Forest all these years. And again, it's no reflection on Forbes or the players, the Demon Deacons. But unfortunately, it does sully the win when the fan base does something like that. As again, as I said, at this point, I, I'm I'm kind of done with storming the floor. It, it's yeah. just it's it's too dangerous. And now we see why we can't do it. Well, and we're it, probably fortunate that it wasn't any worse than it was. Oh, no, you're absolutely right. And when you were talking about going old school, one of the things I thought about was, remember, if you watch old NBA uh, footage, and I'm talking about even from the early 80s, I mean, as recently as early 80s, maybe not mid-80s, I think they had stopped doing it. But, I mean, when the Boston Celtics would win a championship, what did you see every year? The fans storming the floor, the floor at the Boston Garden. They yeah. stopped that. Listen, Jacques Passelig jumps in here, dude, and sends me a text. How about this, dude, that uh, he said, what, wouldn't I just storm the court so the other team would automatically win? So think about it, dude. What if you're a Duke fan at a Wake Forest game? Oh. Now, you would have your Duke colors on. Maybe you'd have to take your sweatshirt off and all that, but you get like, say like you and I and Jason and Jacques and, you know, Richard Clark and Greg Clemens and say we've got us a group of about 10 or 12 people at a game. And uh, we're all pulling against the other team. We take our sweatshirts off and storm the court. And then the other team, you know, loses or the home team loses the game. But uh, I don't know. But I, I guess that's a, uh, you know, uh, he said he just texted yeah, me. Guess he just right. texted me and said I'd wear the other team's colors on purpose. But uh, <laughs> but I think it would have to be a mass stork corming. I mean, where you have like, uh, you yeah. know, at least 100 people, say 80 or 100. But still. Dude, I and I, I mean, cannot... you can only put twelve people in Cameron Indoor Stadium. So I mean, that place <laughs> is so small. So how are you going to get any mass number of people in there from the other team? So I don't know. But well, that, like I said, hey, I that's, a heard... good, that's a good point. Well, good I hadn't point. heard that solution from anybody else. So I felt kind of proud of that. But that's exactly what I would do. I would say, hey, you storm the court. I don't care. Did you just uh, uh? won the game guess what you've now lost the game because of uh, this rule and i tell you what there would never okay. be another court storming don't you think i, I know people are, people are going to hate me for saying this one okay they, they wouldn't but you're right because of the outcome of the game and it, it you know and because crafty fans like jock Pasolag would be wearing the opposing players uh stuff and running across the court so but what you could do and i know boy do you want to talk about harsh this is ours, so if you're not prepared for this, please, like, you might need to turn away. Um, you know, if you store, if you run on a field in the middle of a football game, you're going to get tackled, and it's not going to be good. And I think, honestly, if you, if you run up on a stage while someone's performing at a concert, the security team is going to maul you like you cannot possibly imagine. Yeah. And I know this sounds harsh. I thought you were getting. Right, I thought you were getting ready to say, "I know" because I did it one time. I <laughs> know, no, no, that, no, that no, go, no. go that Go Go's concert back in '91. <laughs> the Go Go's, absolutely. <laughs> the Bangles. The I'm Bangles. Even, you know, yep. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even allowed at a Spice Girls concert <laughs> anymore. But the uh, no, the the truth is, you cannot. I think. Look, listen. If you, I think the rule should be: if you step on the floor. It is it is open game if security to handle you the way they see fit. So that means if you don't want to end up chin first on the hardwood, possibly a little bloodied and bruised, then I suggest you sit nicely and clap and cheer and not put yourself on the floor. Because unless you're a coach, a player, a trainer, an official, or a media member with clearance, 
you're not supposed to be there anyway. I love it. I absolutely love it. Okay. Uh, uh, part two of this. Uh, and listen, thank you to Forrest Dawson, who just a few moments after uh, Jacques sent that in, pretty much said the same thing. He said the team yeah. that lost would have idiots put on the winner's garb and run on the court. Yeah, he's right. That That is definitely he's a possibility, right, yeah. but you know, you would have to carry in that guard, you know, that, that clothing with you. Hey, Jason asked a good question here. Uh, do either of you, and he's talking about you or I, do we think Kyle Filipowski was in the wrong and I, not at all. He was trying to get off the court. I got to tell you something, dude. And I'm no Duke fan. You're not either, but I got to tell you, man, if I see a horde of dozens or hundreds of fans running at me, you know what I'm going to do, Mark Panicelli? I'm going to forearm shiver a couple of them and try to get off the court. So do I think Filipowski was in wrong? My answer is no. What about you, Mark? Uh, for trying to use uh, whatever by to get off the floor by any means necessary? No, I, I don't. I don't. You know, again, he, I, I'm with you on that. I, I, I would probably have done worse in that situation because again, I don't want to be mauled or run over, um, by, by a crowd. And, and again, this is why, again, wh where are you running to? Like, what, what is, like, I mean, there's the, the <laughs> floor is not even that, that long. Like, I mean, these people are running like, like the building on fire, <laughs> right? Like, like a huge fire took place on that end of the floor and they're just running top speed. It makes, it is one of the most bizarre things. And as I said, I used to be softer on it. And, but it's just become crazy now. Yeah, now it's become yeah. everybody's going to storm the floor. And as I said, I know, look, listen, Wake, you haven't won a national championship, but you, you're an ACC, you're one of the original members of the Atlantic Coast Conference. You've beaten North Carolina. You've be, you beaten all the teams. Stop acting like that. Anyway, yeah. sorry. So you don't think Filipowski was in the wrong either? No, but I want him to be. You know, I want him to not. be. <laughs> no, I agree with you because I'm no, like I said, I'm not necessarily a Duke fan at all, but, <laughs> but I, I put yourself, okay. Mark Panicelli, close your eyes. Okay. Put yourself in his place. You've just lost this heartbreaking game. All you're trying to do is get off the court. You're not trying to do anything and you've got 800 fans rushing at you. What are you mm -hmm. Mark Panicelli going to do? I'm going to think, well, first, see, this is why I shouldn't have gone to Duke to start off with. See, see this is what happens when you make bad decisions. Um, but no, uh, I, I would, I would, I would have, um, started to, when I was a kid, I'd watch those NFL film things and then I would go outside and I would like, like run in slow motion and I'd like do the NFL films music in my head. And that's what I would do. I would start playing roundup in my head. Dun -dun. Doing it. And I just started, as you said, forearm shiver my way through the crowd. I would, I would Larry Zonka my way into the locker room. That's what I would do. Absolutely. Well, good. I'm glad we're both. And then the I would take brother. that Duke jersey off and say, I'm transferring out of here right now. <laughs> this place is, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I know. I know. Mark Panicelli <laughs> from uh, The Drive with Mark Panicelli, Monday through Friday, 4 o'clock on 25. To Fox Sports and on 107.5 over the air here in Kenston and Lenore County. Okay, uh, I guess it's time for me to lay back down on the couch for a minute, okay? Okay. Dude, did you watch the Virginia-Carolina game? Y yeah, yeah, I watched it. I watched it. Have you ever in your life, <laughs> in your life, Mark Panicelli, and I, you know what, hey, I got to give credit here to Carolina's defense. 
You got to, man. When you only when you hold a team to eight points in eighteen minutes of a first half, you, you deserve some. You deserve some uh, love there. You really do. But man, I got to tell you, man, I have never in my life seen a just their words. I'm trying. I, I'm working. I, I'm, I'm trying to work around the bad words here, uh, Doctor Panicelli. But uh, it's just uh, inefficiency. Just how bad the the Virginia offense. They, it's not good. I guess that's the best way I can say it, dude. First off, t- tell me what your your thoughts on Virginia, Carolina, and congratulations to your Tar Heels, man. They deserve they deserve all the rub. They deserve all the fire, man, because they were they were awesome. They were awesome on Saturday. Well, first off, there's uh, and you you sort of mentioned this earlier, and I'm glad you're sitting on the couch because there's a couple things I'm gonna try to move quickly. Lying on the couch, lying on the couch, lying on the couch. Oh shoot, you're hey, lying. Hey, I tell you, let's wrap up the first hour right now. 